have a very sobering message for you today, yet the substance of it will be very precious and hopeful in the days ahead. America has been in a year of ultimate choice, but she is about to go into a year of consequence. God holds our choices as very sacred. He has given us a free will that He will not violate. Through it, He loves us deeply instead of trying to force our hand. But the consequences of those choices are something that He will not alter one single bit. We will reap what we have sown. America is about to reap what she has sown. Next year will see us ushered into a time of far greater consequence than this year. Incredible change is coming, and we're going to need to know the love of God and the joy of the Lord like never before in order to thrive in it. Life Journeys was started with the intent to make sense out of life's hard times. Most of scripture was written in the context of hard times, and it has all the answers that we need. Pastor Hardika's purpose here is to talk about where he is personally encountering those hard times and how God has overcome them. Two years ago, I spent two weeks at the Mayo Clinic going through extensive testing after wondering if my heart or respiratory system was giving out. There have been many times where it seemed like, this is it, I may wake up in heaven. I'd like to tell you what myalgic encephalomyelitis is like. I was told that it's an inflammation of the brain and spinal column that causes dysfunction in the autonomic nervous system that controls heart rate and respiration. Often referred to as chronic fatigue syndrome, it causes the mitochondria in each cell of the body to be unable to produce enough ATP, the molecular substance of energy. And that comes from the metabolic process of converting nutrients and oxygen into energy or strength. I know that's a mouthful, but it helps explain to me why this incurable illness gives a person hope and then plunges them into total incapacitation, day after day, week after month after year. I'll often tell my wife, tonight I almost feel like a real person and I'm very thankful for this moment. I know that within minutes, hours, or on occasion nearly a day, I will be too exhausted to even want to breathe. She mowed the lawn most of the summer, walked the dog, shopped, cleaned, and was my life support in more ways than one. One of the great challenges of MECFS is that with several days of rest after what we call a crash, it almost seems like I'll be able to do something and a little hope is seen in the tunnel. Then, oftentimes without any warning, there's another crash and over and over it goes. There's no hope of going on a vacation, driving an hour away to shop for a few minutes, plan on walking the dog, taking a shower, or fixing a broken outlet. You have to take things as you can. In fact, talking is one of the hardest things to do. That's why these podcasts are only 10 minutes. Now, by this point, you may be wondering what this has to do with next year in America. Just hang with me. I'm not sharing this for sympathy, but to set the scene for what God is going to do for you if you let him. With COVID, many people feel very lonely in their isolation. Personally, I can't wait to get up each morning. I told my doctor recently that, far from being depressed, I feel a great sense of peace and joy in living every day. To look at me, you wouldn't think anything is wrong for the most part. 
Someone said, for being disabled, you carry it very well. But that's also part of the problem. You have to fight the feeling that a lot of people think it's all in your head. Granted, stress does play a major part that has become very measurable for me, but that's why I'm having to quit my television business. But having learned how to overcome life-altering weakness over the course of many years, i found that there is great joy in a life that has made eternal adjustments. Jesus said that in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I remember a time when I was just starting out in the ministry over 40 years ago. My wife and I were really tested. The pivot point was a day I'll not forget. I was driving down 8th Street by the old armory building in Virginia, and I said to the Lord, I'll always have a roof over my head, and my wife, and you, Lord. I don't need anything else. You see, there's a place in that wonderful position of living faith where God will give a person a peace that is beyond understanding and a joy that no man can take. When that happens, the world can't touch you, defeat you, or intimidate and control you. But it needs to be more than a principle or an idea or a doctrine. It needs to be something that is worked out in daily life. Faith is not merely something that brings us things and answers to prayer and will always touch our body. Oh, there is healing by faith, financial blessing through faith, and much more. But the great thing about faith is that when it's real, just like your relationship with your spouse is real, the fellowship of faith itself gives you such strength beyond what anything in this world can give that you can't be destroyed by temptation, trials, fear, or despair, or your own failures. Isolation is impossible because you have the King of Kings in the room with you. Now, here's a peek at the bend in the road for America. By the end of the year, nothing is going to be the way we think it should be in our nation. We are headed for a greater shaking. Yet a blessing is coming too. God has showed me that what I have gone through is what America is going through until it gets to the place where there is such a thirst for peace with God that men will seek and will find this joy that is greater than what we have longed for when they start to really get after God. It's just that to get there, the consequences of our American choice will be allowed to come to full fruit. Listen, God doesn't mean to hurt us. He's going to bring restoration, but that road to restoration is going to be very unpleasant for many people in this country. We've thought that our answer was at the ballot box, but the ballot box is going to fail us. Choosing a president will not bring us relief no matter who we think will occupy the White House. And mark it down, that is still up for grabs. But choosing a king will find us discovering what we've started longing for, and that is peace. Someone said, people today can't be reasoned with through words. They think with their feelings and hear with their eyes. And since that's true, there is a way through with God. Ravi Zacharias said, for example, Muslims don't come to Christ today by reasoning. They need to see the love of God. That creates a passion that satisfies the cry of emotion. Every man must and will always reach for some hope in their reason for being. I have found that when I am squeezed until I have no power over my physical life, 
In the joy of experiencing the presence of the long-sought-after love of the king's presence, all of my temptation to despair is turned into victory. Then, when heaven becomes the hope, there is victory over this world's hardships. I am fully willing to die, and the journey to that place is a hope that brings great peace. Nothing has to be the way we think it has to be. God's thoughts and plans are much higher, and this pathway into the coming weeks is going to see that as our greatest American dream. That's how we started our national journey, and that's the only way it will continue. God will not let us be neutral about Him. There is a present element of faith in God, that is its own great reward, and that can never be taken from us. It doesn't mean that we have come to some great place of perfect moral ground in our daily walk. But it clearly shows, that we have found a strength that rests in the amazing grace of God.